Own up. Own up. Who saw that coming from Saudi Arabia? Beautifully pulled down by Birkin! Oh, what a goal! And pulling in, and it's there by David Platt! Laura Pereira hit by Hamas! Oh, what a goal! One of the greats! It's not stopped. Dennis Cherishev! Oh, my word! That is quite something! The boy's a star! in front but Australia looking for a quick comeback they've got it Tim Cahill astonishing it's a really good goal it's Shamalala goal Bafana Bafana it's a great run by Michael Owen and he might finish it off oh it's a wonderful goal evening boys four games today it's been has it been a, a a kind of delight for you both? I don't know. How, how are you feeling? You, you're both off work. You both watched all four games. <laughs> yep, we yeah. did watch all four games. How drunk are you? It, yeah, I'm, I'm well lubricated. But yeah, it was a it was a good day. I think both the first and last games were good. The Saudi Arabia Argentina game really got my World Cup juices flowing. Um, but say the tech, second two, I'd say plugged those juices up for a little bit. Um, and then France, <laughs> and then the France, the France Australia game got it going again. So uh, yeah, it's been a very up and down day. Yeah, I was on. It was a bit of a slog with the middle two games, but um, yeah, the last half of of that France game, I wasn't paying too much attention to it. I was on TikTok watching Saudi Arabian people celebrating. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it's been a good day. I'd rather be doing this than working. So happy days. Interesting day, I think, because nobody expected. Let's discuss it. Let's go dive straight in to the Saudi Arabia Argentina game, shall we? And nobody obviously predicted that. And if they did, they're a liar. 2 1, Saudi Arabia. Deserved it? Yeah, at the end of the day, I think, especially second half, I think they took their chances. And that's what you've got to do when you're, you're playing one of the, the favourites, I suppose, one of the best teams. You've got to put away the chances when you get them, and that's exactly what they did. The bloody um, Alan Hansen's here. <laughs> yeah, and so the, the, the fact that Argentina couldn't stay on side and had three goals disallowed in the first half, obviously played in South Africa. Did they? They did, they had three yeah. goals disallowed. The second one as well is a bit suspect because it's his arm, but they've, they've now shown that they picked the wrong defender to draw the line on. So... It actually looks like it actually might be onside. They probably should have been turning up. But, but yeah, if said, you want it to happen to anyone, the, the, yep. yeah, the Saudis, the Saudis did take take their opportunity as well, and then they defended really well. It, it, I'm a little bit conflicted because it's one of those situations where I, I always like an underdog unless they're playing my team. Um, they weren't playing your team. No, but it's the Saudis, isn't it? They've, they've got the same human rights laws as as um as Qatar we've been spent you know we've spent the last four days tearing into Qatar for theirs. So I'm a big fan of the Saudi Arabians, uh, mainly because they're bankrolling Newcastle to the top of the Premier League. <laughs> you, uh, your morals are out of the window my, for yeah, the money. They, they, <laughs> that they should tell everybody you need to know. <laughs> that's it. Um, Give Adrian enough money and he is yours. Yes exactly that's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's a bit of a difficult one, isn't it? I'm the same as you, Wes. I I 
I'm a lover of the underdog, if you will. Hence why I support Northampton Town. Difficult one with with Saudi Arabia. It's great to see a a minnow, shall we say, beat the might of Argentina. But the country's to shit as well, isn't it? If we're honest. You take it on football in on just football though. It's a fantastic story, right? It's one that's it was it's what the World Cup's known for is it big, big shocks. And you probably say it's one of the biggest shocks in the World Cup that we've had for for quite a while. Um, so I saw someone, yeah, I saw a load of people tweeting, actual pundits, not morons like us, actual pundits tweeting afterwards, uh, suggesting it's perhaps the biggest shock in a World Cup ever. I don't know, Senegal beating France in 2002. I didn't even know Senegal was a country before that game. Admittedly, I was <laughs> <laughs> and, strong, and geography is not your strong point. Geography, yeah. <laughs> geography, but like, yeah. So I didn't. We didn't know any of those players. And then at the end of that tournament, half of them ended up playing in the Premier League: El Hajduf and, and Dioff and all those guys. Um, yeah. So I think that one will still be the the biggest shock in World Cup history f- for me. Um, but well, this is Saudi Arabia. But it's not like they've been to the first. It's not their first tournament, is it? It's not like, you know, it's, we, we don't know Saudi Arabia. They've been, I think they've qualified everyone since, what, was it 94 or 98? They've only ever won three games at the World Cup. There's a stat for you. Yeah, and one of those is well, now four now. Argentina. Four now, four now yeah. I think. Four now, and the last one's against Argentina. That's huge. I it's, think it's, it's on, on par. Map. It's definitely on par. I mean, it would be the shock of this World Cup, I think. I yeah. doubt. I doubt there's any result that could happen now that would be a bigger result than that. Did you see the? I mean, the the Saudi Arabians—they've all got a day's holiday tomorrow. Yeah, lucky. Well, imagine if they win it. Privilege. <laughs> Where'd you go with it? You've given, you've beaten, you've won one game, right? Day's holiday for everyone, and it is yeah. for everyone, right? It's for yeah. private sector, public sector, anyone. <laughs> Basically, yeah. it, it's a kind of a version of the purge tomorrow in Saudi Arabia. So, where does England have to get to before we get that? And and can the King do it? King could do what he wants, right? Can can Charlie go? Charlie, hold on. Are you on? Oh, we're on first name terms. Yeah. Wow. He calls me Wezza. I call him Charlie. That's how. Calls you Wezza. Nobody else calls you Wezza. No. He's the only one. I allow it. Um. But yeah, so do we, if we win the final, can he do that? Can he can, can he just go, no one's working tomorrow? Well, I say he can do what he wants. He could have done it after the 6-2 Iran victory. He could have been like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Everyone can have a day off. But yeah, obviously he's not going to. But I need to have a word with Charlie because he needs yeah, to be doing that more often. Sort him out. That's it, yeah. sort it out. Every is it the king? Game. Is it the king or is it the uh, prime minister? Yeah, this is what I was thinking. Is it, does it, do they have to like, can the king say to the prime minister, right, we're doing this and they have just, to do it or what? Yeah. Just lob him a little WhatsApp. Yeah. Rishi, Hi, go yeah. On. tomorrow. Rishi, I'm on the beers. Everyone should be. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think he, I think he could do it. Yeah, Charles can can make up whatever he wants. He's king. I think it's only going to happen if we win it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If we oh, win yeah. It, well, we got, we got to the semis last time. Yeah. I'll call up. We'd be, I think, as a country, we'd be much more sort of structured with it rather than saying right everyone's got the day off tomorrow it would be if we win it it would be whenever the parade is that's a national holiday rather yeah, than so it would definitely be the next day 
it does feel a little bit like so is it i mean i don't it just shows my intellect and how poor it is i don't know what, what do they have in saudi arabia is it a it's not a king is it is it a king yeah it's a king it's a yeah king, it is yeah. king yeah Oh, there we go. It's a king. Yeah, so it's, it feels like the king's just been watching the football. Had a few fears. Yes. All right. Yeah, I tell you what, lads. Yeah. Let's keep this party going. Everyone's off tomorrow. The, the crown prince, the guy that's you know part of the buying in Newcastle, he was in the stadium. They've got footage of him celebrating the second goal. So, yeah, they, they were watching. Well, of course they were watching. Yeah. They, weren't, they weren't having a beer with it, though. I'm, 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 in my head, no, yeah, no, be definitely would, that, yeah. wouldn't be having a beer, you're right. Yeah, Maybe uh, smoke a lot of the shisha, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. They'll have a Vimto. I bet, I bet they're mad Vimto heads. Would it be a cheeky Vimto? No. no, no, no. Regulation yeah. Vimto. Good, good point. Regulation Vimto, yeah, understood. Fizzy, Did you also... Fizzy or still? Oh. oh. Fizzy or still Vimto. For a celebration, it's fizzy, surely. Yeah, it's got to be fizzy, yeah. It's like, it's like when your nan gets the schlaw out. <laughs> they'll, they'll be spraying Vimto all over the streets of Saudi Arabia today. <laughs> Even the ones that haven't got the fizzy are just mixing it you with know. lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you, did you see the other one? The other video I enjoyed after the, the Saudi Arabian victory? I think it was on it was on one of the social, I can't remember if it was Twitter or TikTok or Facebook. It was on one of them. Uh, it was a load of the Saudi Arabian fans in a house, I assume in Saudi Arabia, watching the game. And then there was, they scored <laughs> and they all obviously celebrated relatively wildly. Next thing you know, one of them's got the door and running out the door with it. What it's made, absolutely yeah. brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. fantastic. It's a real door. It, and if you watch it at the beginning of the video, the door's on its hinges. They've ripped the door off its hinges. It's not like there's just a door sitting around waiting to be connected to a wall. They've it's ripped like, it off and thrown it outside. But everyone is celebrating normally, and it's just one guy that just rips the door off and takes <laughs> outside. It's just like, you've got some anger issues, dude. That's it's, not like, how you, it's like one of those guys that turns up that doesn't know how to celebrate. He doesn't really want to football. <laughs> just gets overexcited, rips the door off the hinges, and just decides to take it outside. <laughs> it's, it's like someone's brought their mate with them. And, yeah. <laughs> all right, lads, this is Dave. Yeah. Um, all right, all right, Dave. <laughs> and then when, <laughs> when there's a goal, Dave's bottles everywhere and stuff. Oh, I'll tell you what, Dave's a bit of a prick, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Some guy's sitting there going, some guy's sitting there going, who brought him? He's taking yeah. my bloody door off. Dave, <laughs> put the door back. <laughs> On Saturday, they're like, right, you're coming around mine for, for the game Saturday. Yeah, you, no, 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 not you. You, you ripped the door <laughs> off. Like, you're, not <laughs> back. you're not invited back. Also, where do you go from celebrating by essentially ripping a door off and throwing it outside. What's next from there? What's the next level up? Oh, he's, he's turning up with a wrecking ball. He's just going to smash the old house up. Who are the Saudis got next? Uh, this isn't that sort of show, Wes. Sorry. Come on, Wes. I'll, 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 I'll look it up. You're the stat man. Poland. They can win oh, that. There you go. They could win that. You're right. They've just beaten Argentina. Yeah, they can win that. They could win the Top whole competition. Group. Top of the group. Top of the group. Semi-finals, Brazil. Mm-hmm. That was good, wasn't it? That, that you need a. I felt like the World Cup started properly yesterday because England played and there was three games. That was excellent. But you also need a bit of an upset, I think. Then you can you can sort of put your hat on it and be like, there you go, we're off. In the, in the boxes, right? Yeah. World Cup bingo. We're we're marking off our card. Yeah. In the FA You're Cup, they refer to that as a cup set. So is this a World do. Cup set? It is a World mm. Cup set. It is yeah, it is. Um. Well, that's a lot of fun. That was enjoyable. I enjoyed seeing the Argentines 
crash and burn. Take that. Hold on. I've forgotten. We were looking before before we started recording, weren't we? A famous Argentinians. What did we get to? Uh, Gabriella Sabatini. Take that. Not take no, that, by the not way. Not take that. No, not no, actually take that. Mainly yeah. Manchester-based, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Juan Martin Del Potro. Do you know what he does? Tennis player. Uh, oh, of course he is. Yeah, He's I a handsome he man. He is a handsome man. Very handsome man. Uh, Eva Peron. No idea. Oh, Relatively famous politician. Here's one that might shock you, actually. Famous. Uh, actually, there's another tennis player, David Nalbandian, which yeah. I'm a huge fan of his surname. Yeah, yeah it's a good one. Nalbandian. So I say Nalbandian. It's lost all meaning. It's, it's, it has lost all meaning, hasn't it? It's lost all meaning. Here's the one that may shock you. Famous Argentinians, Christoberg. Never would have guessed he was Argentinian. No, he's not, is he? He's, he's from Lady Pen, in red. He is Argentinian. He's born in Argentina. No, nah, it would have been Lady in Blue and White Stripes, wouldn't it? No, but he was born in Argentina. I don't believe that. Well, it's, on, it's on the internet. Oh, it must, well, yeah, it must be true. <laughs> right. Um, right. Anyway, after the Argentinian Saudi battle, there was a couple more games, wasn't there? I'm, I'm going to hand it over to you two because I was actually working for these, thankfully. Um, but I know you two watched them intently. I'll leave it to you to. We, yeah, we don't need to talk very much about those games. I think they were they were fairly dreadful throughout. Um, board draws. The, the best thing about both games was the Mexican fans. Yeah, the atmosphere at the, the Mexico game was really, really good. And I think that's probably the best we've seen it throughout the competition so far. But I'd say that was the only thing that was going for it. I've, honestly, I don't know what would have happened if they'd have scored a goal. Because when they missed the penalty, they celebrated like... The only time I've ever heard that kind of sound was in the playoff final between Grimsby and Northampton when Cobblers saved a penalty. It was just noise yeah, everywhere. I do I... in every single World Cup, though, they always pan to some really fit girl that's either crying or celebrating. It seems to be every World Cup, they find a fan, a really good-looking fan, and, and they go to it all the time. In Why Brazil, do they do that? Well, it's to get, I don't know, show women that women are at the game, I suppose. I know, but I mean, women watch football as well, so surely the, the female population watching from home would like to the, the camera to pan to, you know... Uh, and Adonis. Yeah, but aren't they playing? Well, yeah, but... There'll be people you, in the stands as well. We've seen we, football we, fans. We're, we're, you know... Speak for yourself, Wes. Yeah. Who <laughs> <laughs> the hell? Just thinking that, they're, you know, the, the players are quite fit, athletic and rich. I'm, I'm, yeah. It, it, all I'm saying is it, it feels pretty sexist to still be panning to an attractive woman in yeah. the crowd. This was the for first... The sole reason... That they're attractive. Mm. I think it's got to, it's a lot the fact that they're probably camera men rather than camera women. Well, I don't like it. It's 2022. Well, I mean, that's absolutely fine. I mean, there was none of that in the Qatar game because I'm pretty sure there wasn't a woman in the stadium except Alex Scott, maybe. Well, I don't like that either. You need to find a balance. There's, <laughs> <laughs> There's no balance here. What else happened in those games? Uh, Lewandowski missed the penalty. He did. He, uh, he hasn't scored at the World Cup ever, has he? No. No. Uh, VAR in the Denmark game, VAR told the referee to go and look at oh, a foul. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, and he went against the the VAR and, and didn't give the penalty. That was that was that was big enough news that they mentioned it in the next two games. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I heard that on the radio. Yeah, because it just makes, and I think we need to see more of that because that it it's starting to get to the point now where there's no point in the referee going to the monitor because mm. he's always going to change his mind or he's always going to give the penalty or he's always going to give a red card. I think we need to step away from that and get see more people actually go in. I've seen it. I still agree with my original decision or I think that's no penalty. I think anything can look bad if you put it in slow motion and zoom in on it. Right? Yeah. But I think, you know, there's the context of it. I, I, I think they should only be showing it in, in full speed. Especially in a handball situation like, like this one was where it kind of just flicked up and hit his hand. Yeah, it was never a penalty. It was the right decision to make. I, I do think they would have given a penalty if the Denmark player hadn't fouled um, a Tunisian player. I think that was that was the only reason. Because they got a free kick, didn't they? Yeah, so as, as the ball pans across on one of the VAR shots, you see a, a Danish guy running into uh, a Tunisian. I don't know the, what the players were. And then and then the handball happens about a second later and he gives a free kick. So, yeah, I think if, if that guy hadn't fouled, um, then they probably would have given the penalty. I, uh, I'm i glad I missed those games, but I will say it was thoroughly nice to see Christian Eriksen back. I know he's been back it playing was. football for a while, yeah. but at a major tournament, yeah. that was it brilliant. Was yeah, because, yeah, I mean, that could have been a, a whole different story <clears throat> had the medical team not been able to save him on the pitch. So, yeah, to be able to not only, I suppose, survive that situation, but then come back and play in football full-time and then playing in the World Cup is... It's a huge good news story. So, yeah, that was great to see. It's excellent, isn't it? I tell you what, some character as well, because I mean, I think I'd struggle, I think, if I had a heart attack while playing football professionally. I mean, yeah. I'd be panicking every time I moved. Yeah. The, the actual ITV guys were talking about this, and then they had a, a former Danish footballer, female footballer. Was it Jan Arge? Oh, no, it wasn't Jan Arge, if you're tough. No, no female footballer. Oh, he's not Danish, is who's, he? Who's now a doctor. Um, and she was explaining how it's actually he's actually the safest player out there because if his heart does anything irregular, it just shocks it. Right, and yeah. it'll, it'll be back to how he was within seconds anyway. So he's actually in a safer position than anybody. And I think I think if that's been properly explained to him and you've got a proper grip of that, he probably feels a bit safer. It must be weird the first time when you go for a run or something or go to sprint. You must be thinking, oh God, what's going to happen? But yeah, yeah no. It's a good news story. It's good and to it, see. I mean, he's right back at the top of the game as well, isn't he? I mean, you know, playing in the World Cup, you know, it's all well and good playing for Manchester United week in, week out. That's one thing. Um, but being right back into it in a, in a tournament where you're going to have to play every sort of four days, it's a, it's a big ask. And it's, yeah, it's a really, really great achievement. Real good feel-good story. It's the pinnacle, right? Pinnacle of a, a footballer's career. Hmm. Yeah. Fine. Agreed. Yeah, bigger than a World Cup. Uh, so, yeah, those two games. I was thinking as well, when I, when I was driving earlier, I was thinking... You know, there's a name for a tool, Desmond, right? Yeah, Desmond 2 yeah. There's a name for anything above tool, a ding-dong. What's a, what's a nil-nil? Love eggs? You call it love eggs? And you call it a board draw? A board draw? You could, but yeah, a one-all could be a board draw, couldn't it? No. Yeah, it's, not, it's, not, it's not as boring as a nil-nil, though, is it? It's slightly less boring draw. Yeah. I would like to hear listeners' suggestions. What a yeah, nil-nil nil, could be called. Get them in, please. What was your um, suggestion then? Love eggs. Love eggs. Yeah. I'd go with a no. I don't think that's that, that, that fits with uh, 
Well, today it would have been double love eggs. Yeah, that's too many love eggs. I'm, I'm not liking that. Can know. you have too many love eggs? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a voice of experience. Yeah, um, you can. <laughs> the evening game, uh, the French. The French v. the Australians. Oh, uh, it was happening, didn't you? With Australia you did. Early, you just thought, here we go again. That could be another one. That could be an amazing day of football. But yeah, no. Kylian Mbappe and everyone else turned up and well, yeah. what happened to Australia, man? They they used to produce players like Harry Kewell and Mark Viduka. Can you name any more? Uh, Tim Cahill, Mark Schwarzer. Um, Keep going. No. Sean Dundee. Sean Dundee. Does that count? He, he was at Liverpool, right? Yeah, I suppose. Was he related to Crocodile Dundee? He, well, he, no, actually, he was Crocodile Dundee. Absolute geezer. <laughs> Christian Vieri was born in Australia. That doesn't count. And also, you didn't believe my Christy Berg, so I'm not going to believe Christian Vieri. Have you ever heard Christian Vieri talk? Nope. Talks in an Australian accent. It's really weird. Have you ever heard Christian Berg talk? Um, I've heard him sing. Doesn't count. Not the same, yeah. Okay. Not the same. Doesn't count. Uh, in, the, in the song, at one point, he goes, I love you. <laughs> he also... He also, at one point, if you play Lady in Red backwards, it actually plays Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. <laughs> Fair enough. A little unknown fact for everybody. I'm trying um, to think of that guy that scored like 20 goals in that. Do you know that famous game that Australia took the record of the highest win ever? I think it was against like American Samoa or something. Is it John Aloisi? Was that his name? Is that a name of a player? He's a name of a player. Did he play for Portsmouth? Was it Portsmouth? Was it Coventry? Might have been Coventry. Might have been neither. John Aloisi, Australian footballer. Who yeah. did you play for? Uh, lots of teams. Coventry, Portsmouth. Yes. Both. Oh, both. Oh, both. <laughs> oh, both. <laughs> I'm on fire. Yeah. Uh, it was a shame, weren't it? Because you're right, Kingo. I thought you could argue as well. Maybe the that famous cliche, they scored too early. I, th- I thought exactly the same when I looked at when they scored and I thought, oh, that's far too early. You can't hold out for, for eight. Because that's it. They would have needed to keep it yeah. as ridiculous as it sounds. Probably nil-nil f- until after half time. So they almost then... made it two-nil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did. That would have been a, a right shock. And I think that would have been an easier game to, to control. But yeah, no, as soon as, I think as soon as France got one, that was it. You knew they were going to go. They were going, weren't they? Yeah. Did you, um, did you think they were, so obviously... England won 6-2 and looked impressive. France won 4-1, looked impressive. Who do you think looked the best? France. Yeah, I think Ooh. France had more control, yeah. whereas England took their chances. Um, Apart from the first kind of 10 to 15 minutes of that game, France controlled it from start to finish. <laughs> um, and Australia just didn't get the ball. And I think you look at Kylian Mbappe was brilliant. He was so good. Yeah, He's a good footballer. Just, yeah, yeah, like... He wanted to get it. He got an assist. He got a goal, but he was, yeah, just all over the, just absolutely, completely run the whole thing. Um, yeah. Very I thought great. I thought the French midfield. I mean, the French midfield's been getting some criticism because it's not Pogba and Kante, but I thought Rabiot and Tuchemendi. Rabiot was very Rabiot well. was brilliant as well. Yeah. So his first goal was really good as well. So. I Do think you... they are. They they could. I think because yeah, obviously they're defending champions, aren't they? And I think they could they could easily go on. And I I've. Back. 
I've changed my mind. Today's changed my mind a bit. I thought there were five teams that could win it. And I didn't have France on my list. And I did have Argentina. And I think I'm taking Argentina out and putting France in that list. Well, that's interesting, well, Wes. Because you had France as runners-up in your predictions, which would indicate they were one of your five to no, make it no, to the no, final. I, I, know, I knew they'd make it to the final. Or I knew they'd lose in the final. You're changing that, are you? <laughs> well, the, I think France will now win the final. So. Uh, that is the, a conversation of a man who definitely forgot that he predicted France to lose <laughs> in the final. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what that is. Entirely possible, yeah. <laughs> did you, uh, out, out, I mean, it's still France-Australia related, but did you see Didier Deschamps' new teeth? Yeah, I'm well impressed. Good job. Yeah, did a great job. Have you seen his teeth, teeth before? Because he, he looked like he didn't have any teeth. Yeah, he, he, I mean, it wasn't the prettiest of smiles, if we were being kind. No. And it's but a shame, because he's a pretty man. Yeah, did he a little chomps. Nice. Do you, or chompers. Do you, yeah, do you think he went to, to Turkey for them, or did he pay full whack? I had to pay full whack. Yeah, I don't think he got the cheap. Yeah. No, I'd imagine he got it done at home. Yeah. Paid someone. Fuck round. He's got his share, own a quack, share a croissant. Is it Turkey, though, that they, like, contact celebrities and they're just like... Hey, if you if we do your teeth, we'll do it for free if we advertise them. I don't know, Wes. I'm not really up on that sort of thing. You're the stat man, mate. You should. Yeah, you should have this. Like, you should know this. Yeah, I don't know. I'll find. I'll find out for next episode. Also, it feels like the fact that you're continuing this turkey conversation, you're harbouring the hope that someone in Turkey is listening and is going to offer you free teeth. I'm I'm up for it. I I will. Wes wants free. If anyone can provide free teeth, get in touch. Wes wants them. Oh, I tell you what, I found out yesterday. No, I actually oh, found out on. this morning, based on a question that we had yesterday, and we were talking oh. about England's added on time, and was it the longest game ever? Oh, yeah. It was the second longest game ever. Ooh, what was the first? The first one was Burton versus Bournemouth in 2019, and they had 27 minutes worth of injury time at the end. Well, that's not the World Cup. No, not a World Cup game, but any football game. Oh, just any game? Yeah, any game. So that was the Burton versus Bournemouth is the longest game. They had 27 minutes worth of injury time because they had a floodlight failure. Oh, so there you go. Oh, great knowledge. There you go. Well, Wes, I think your title of Statman Wes is under under attack from Kigo. Yeah. Can I keep the Wes bit? Or nope, no. you have to get a new name, mate. Oh man. Any ideas for a new name for Wes? Get in touch. Yeah. I'm going to be Adrian Statman Wes. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, do you want to hear from uh, a few of the emails and tweets we've had? Always. We delve into the bag. Do it. How deep do you want me to delve? Proper deep. Well, that's that that sounded. I bet that sounded nice. And I'll say that one again. How deep do you want me to delve? Yeah. Oh, that's just for all the listeners. Uh, We've got one coming. So uh, it quite simply says, "Chaps, loving your work so far. I have laughed out loud lots while listening to your podcast. I'm so pleased that you are back. So it must have been somebody that listened to the Euros one." Did you know that Neil's favourite player, Kiefer Moore, has fantastic middle names? Check them out. Lots of love, Alexandra. Have you checked them out or do you want me I to haven't. check them Can you check them out, please? I haven't checked them out. I should have read that before we started recording. I'm on it now. Yeah, get on it. Uh, well, anyways, shall we predict what they are? Oh, you ain't getting them. <laughs> you ain't getting we, these. We're not getting them. So there's two. Oh, they are fantastic. Go on. Sorry, it's I love Kiefer. a middle name. Kiefer, yep. Roberto Francisco Moore. Oh, that's a name. Doesn't make me like him anymore, but that's a name. How'd you get that from Talkie? Yeah. His parents were, were 
flamboyant, right? He's got some oh. in him somewhere, right? His parents were Bar- Basil and Sybil Fawlty. Roberto Francisco. Bob, that is. Bob Francis. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Francis. Keith, Bob Francis. <laughs> Keith, Bob Francis. <laughs> there we go. Right. Uh, we've got another email coming. Uh, this one is uh, it's from Dunstan again, all the way in Minnesota, USA. Hi, gents. I normally tweet you, but I thought I'd keep this off social for obvious reasons. <laughs> I've just read it. This is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> one moment. I am my wife's second husband. Does this make me a consolation dong? Thanks, Dunstan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope his wife's not listening. <laughs> definitely does. Oh, well, I want to know if I want to know if if Dunstan listens to this with his wife. Has he told her that he's oh, messaged him? Yeah, she might turn around and go, "Yeah, actually, you are, you are a con- 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 You are, you are the consolation yeah. dong. That could not be. Yes, that yeah. won't be a fun conversation, Dunstan. I suggest you don't. Yeah, have that it, conversation it, ignorance is bliss in this yeah thing. otherwise thanksgiving is in a, in a couple of days right and that could make a very awkward conversation over the turkey yeah that's a good term though yeah consolation dog <laughs> consolation <laughs> dog <laughs> introducing him just this is my, yeah, no, this is my consolation, consolation dog, dog. <laughs> i've got a name <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> uh, we've got another one, uh, another email. Uh, hello there, you beautiful bunch. I'm listening all the way from County Carlo in the greatest country in the world, Ireland. I'm missing the fabulous Irish fans in the tournament and was wondering this one question. Which country are you all missing the most from this tournament? Best wishes, Orla. P.S. Oh. If you're listening with children around, just close their ears a sec because all has gone yeah, rogue here. P.S. Fingering is rife here. In fact, I'm being fingered as I write this. That's we have good. the best listeners. Yeah, that's graphic. Right? <laughs> I would like to say that it is all happening in County Carlo from the sounds of yeah. things. Uh, back to the question. I don't know what to do from there. Uh, back to the question. What was which, the question? The, the, which, yeah, <laughs> exactly. We've had consolation, Dong, by followed by that. Um, which country are you all missing the most from this tournament? Oh, uh, Sweden. Why it was just just that that yellow? Is is and obviously the cameraman must be missing it as well because Walter Wolfith is in, in yeah both male and female in, in the uh, oh, Swedish good looking nation aren't they the Swedes yeah, they really are. so I've got two that wasn't so, I mean that wasn't the question King Owen. I know it wasn't it wasn't but one of these I was thinking about today Ivory Coast oh, I do yep. like Cote d'Ivoire oh, yeah. I think yeah yeah they always had a bit of bit of something different it's a splash of orange as well isn't it yeah. You got Wes likes his colours, doesn't he? I, do, I like a colour. I do. Like <laughs> the other one would be Norway, and that's only because I'd like to see Erling Haaland playing in in the World Cup. I think it's, oh, that's it's a good shout. Star, star players in there, so um, yeah, it'd either be Ivory Coast or be Norway. Mine is uh, Zaire. <laughs> is Are Zaire they still a country? Didn't that change country? Are they still a country? Hold on, Zaire. Uh, oh no, it's not. Uh, it's Congo. They're Congo now. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're the Congo. Yeah. Oh, scrap that. No, no, not not so keen now. They're Congo again. Uh, I will go with Iceland. 
Any particular yeah. reason? Did, see, yeah, did you I hear the Americans try and do it yesterday? I did not, no. So they were doing it. So every time they clapped, they were going, U, S, oh, wow. A. <laughs> they, I, I tell you this, and I know there's a fair few Americans that listen to this, so I will, I'll apologise in advance. The one thing that American sports fans have not got right is the chanting. Yeah, you, I believe that we will win is a mockery to the sport. Isn't it? <laughs> it and, but the, it, it's relatively common in American sports, isn't it? I know in the NFL, that, like they will just chant defense, yeah. defense. Imagine doing that at, at six I, fields I, or I, Old Trafford. I've, I've been <laughs> at American football games and I've shouted defense. I'm, I'm all for it. No. They don't, in American football games, they don't shout, I believe that we will win. It's quite nice. I saw a tick of the talk the other day that was uh, <laughs> a football team chanting about barbecues. Oh. <laughs> barbecue food. And I was just like, at what point do you go, oh, that's that, that doesn't need to be in football. It's got nothing to do with football. What, what, what are you trying to uh, but the, look at? But there's a lot of, if you when you delve deeper into, and this is probably for a podcast on its own after the World Cup or something, but when you delve deeper into it, a lot of clubs have a strange anthem or a strange song that they sing that is just unrelated to football. Yeah, that's true. Um, but cobblers, cobblers have one about a horse. They do, there's yeah. A, there's a wheelbarrow don't, don't song for a different team. I can't remember. Notts County, is it? Or... I'm a big fan of barbecues. Um, yeah. I don't think I really want to be chanting about it at, uh, at a football game, though. No. Would you not? No. I, not did, um, I did see another American chant that I did think, actually, that's quite good, which is, um, it's called Soccer, which I, it's not a great song by like actual football songs comparisons, but for American songs, that's quite funny. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not bad for them, is it? Let's be honest. I'd say what they haven't got. Right, and it's probably a good thing, actually. They haven't got that little bit of anger in them, have they? You know, a lot of football chants are, are genuinely, like, relatively vile at times, but also very Borderline often taken. Yeah. Borderline offensive. But it's, I mean, it has got a little bit better over the years, but a lot of the time it's pointed towards the other team or the other team's fans, isn't it? Yeah. America haven't quite got that. Like, I don't think the referee's a wanker in an American accent is going to have the same effect. Can you do it now for us? No, I'm really busy. Where really bank, busy. Wanker, did they? Uh, jerk off. Yeah, the referee's a jerk, jerk off. off. That would be better. Hey, yeah, that would work. Yeah. There you go, America. Referee's a jerk off. Dunstan, if you can get that going. Is it not, not over Thanksgiving, though, Dunstan. No. Was it the Minnesota? They got a team there. They've got a team in the MLS, haven't they? Minnesota. The Timberwolves? Oh, is that Minnesota? Once, once again, mate. You're yeah, stat. you're the stat. You should... I, I'm sure they have, but I think they're oh, just... The Timberwolves yeah. is basketball. Minnesota United FC. There you go. There we go. Well done. Well done, Statman Kingo. <laughs> uh, we've got another email. Final one. Uh, this is says, Hello. While it's a joy to have the podcast back, I was very disappointed to hear the standard of predictions has not improved. Nil-nil between England and Iran, nil, really. Anyway, I thought I would join in with yesterday's postbag question on dinner party guests. Love that. Uh, so this is from uh, Chad, and he says my England squad member would be Jordan Henderson because he's closest in age to himself and therefore would most likely have something in common with him. I feel like it'd be a bit boring, though. Yeah, he's a bit yeah, of a he's not, not the most and exciting guy in the world, is he? he Jordan Henderson would definitely have a napkin on his lap. 
Yeah. Yeah. He runs funny as well, doesn't he? Jordan Henderson. But a bit like Phoebe from Friends or? Not quite like that. He's very stiff. The way he runs, it's it's a weird run. Yeah. He should get himself to County Carlo. Always (laughs) stiff. Always stiff. Always stiff. <laughs> it's the place to be if you're stiff. Uh, they also say the player from another team, Australia's backup keeper, Andrew Redmayne. Oh, no, that's a good shout because you remember the, the save against Peru and he did the he did the face and then he sort of stared at the referees as he goes, This is why, yeah, this is why Chad says that. He says, uh, Heroics against Peru, he seems like a genuinely fun person. It's a good shout. I agree with that. The manager uh, can only be one man, Hervé Renard. Possibly the most beautiful man in world football with those luscious locks. I'd be putty in his suave hands. There you go. He also goes on to say, looking forward to your thoughts on Denmark, nil, Tunisia, nil. We gave loads of thoughts on it. Not one thought. I don't think actually we talked about that game at all. We talked about the VAR, but yeah. Yeah, Uh, we did the right thing. We did did well. I think we talked about it enough. Actually, no, there was one other thing I want to mention from that game. Neil, you probably didn't see it, but there was a, a Tunisian player that every time he kicked the ball, he kind of screamed in passion. Oh, he made that tackle. That was brilliant. <laughs> he was like, he yeah! Like, it, was, <laughs> it was really early in the game and it wasn't even like it was a, like a goal-saving tackle or anything to do that. The guy was like on the halfway line. He slid in, took the ball away and just jumped up and started beating his chest, chest and screaming at the fans. Yeah, I, I like that. I like it. Yeah. I haven't seen anything like it since the 94 World Cup when Maradona was off his face and ran up to the camera. <laughs> he wasn't well, was he? <laughs> uh, we have got a couple of tweets. Uh, so we'll just finish off on the couple of tweets we've got. Uh, so ah, one here, uh, this is from Charles, who was on the Euro one and it produces almost everything for anything to me related. Uh, thoroughly enjoying the pod being back uh, and sitting back, relaxing, having nothing to do with it whatsoever. But I'm disappointed with a lack of stats from Wes. Please correct as soon as possible. I think we've proven that Adrian's the stat man. Though. Yeah, I think, I think the baton has been passed. Yeah, because that was a lot of work during the Euros. I was fine for have... 10 days. After that, it was a slog. For tomorrow, we should definitely have a stat off. Yeah, um, we'll do that. I'll tell you what we'll do. Single yeah. stat off? Just one No, stat. so I want you tomorrow, for tomorrow, you two to prepare three of your best World Cup stats. And we'll have a stat off and I will decide who gets the most points. Cool. Right. Sounds good. That's your job for tomorrow. Uh, we've also had another tweet. This is, I'm not, I don't know. I think it must be an advert, but it's from shirt at shirt1213. Uh, they've just tweeted us a picture of a, of a shirt that says on it, smart, sexy, sober, savage. That's our nicknames, though, collectively. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which one's smart, which one's sexy, which one's savage? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, sober's not true. <laughs> I'm relatively... I'm sober now. <laughs> uh, we've got another one uh, from kerry Ann. Hello, kerry Ann. Uh, she says she doesn't even care that this is going to completely mess up her guest stats. Uh, and she was talking about the... Argentina, Saudi Arabia result. Uh, she also tweeted as a picture of a cat uh, looking very shocked at the result and also bracketed us and said, I hope none of you have fallen asleep. No, we were fully involved the whole way through. I was did working today, it? so I did not fall asleep. Yeah. Did you tweet the pictures of your dogs? Is that why she sent us a picture of a cat? No, it was a cat shocked at the Argentina, Saudi Arabia game. Uh, well, <laughs> Hold on, no. then, the, the boys were we were talking earlier and they both sent me pictures of their dog. Yeah, we had a dog off. 
Yeah, yeah, we did. Which I, I don't have a dog. No, no, understood. Um, we we need to just quickly touch on tomorrow's games. Who have we got up tomorrow, Wes? Uh, I don't know why I'm asking you, Kingo. Who yeah. have we got up tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this. They're they're not not the best games, if I'm honest. Um, it's a we've long got Morocco, day. Croatia. Yeah, we've got Morocco, Croatia at ten. You've got Germany, Japan at one. Spain, Costa Rica at four, and then Belgium, Canada at seven. So. <laughs> Some, I think there might be some tough watching. I think you've got some big big players in there, so I think it'll be good to see Germany, Spain and Belgium play. Be nice uh, to see Canada. Yeah, yeah. Canada. Yeah, it'd be it, lovely. Is it their first World Cup? Uh, I think there might have been a one before. Right. Back in the 50s, isn't that? Yeah, but no, yeah. Good to see him back. But, um, oh, that's what we wanted to talk about as well. Samuel Eto'o's predictions for the, uh, the World Cup final being Morocco versus uh, Ghana. So, well, I'll tell you what. Not quite we've, sure. We've not seen them yet. We've not seen either yeah. team. We, we Save can't it. judge, can we? Save it, and we'll discuss that when we've seen them both. Yeah, yeah. which will be the end of um, Thursday night. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll discuss that Thursday night. Put a pin in it. Samueletto, we're coming for you. Yeah. Yeah. On might that, be right. He's played the but, game. Yeah, but I mean, so have a lot of people, and a lot of people's views are just, I mean, listen to Matt Letizia at the moment. The man's off his head. He's off his head. Um, on that note, we'll finish. We've, we've rambled on long enough. Uh, it's late in the day. What a day it's been. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to get in touch. If you want to send us an email, please do. Footballtomepod at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can send us a tweet. Uh, and the Twitter, uh, it's at Euro2020 to me. So get in touch. Send us your thoughts. Send us abuse. Maybe lay off the fingering. Good night. No, no, don't. No. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. No. More fingering, please.